Turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. Now, I've got New American Standard. That's just what I have, but you might have something that works better for you. You know, Matthew uh, writes the genealogy of Joseph in his uh, opening. And it, so it follows down, starting with Abraham. And he starts um, giving um, this genealogy. Lord, we ask you to... Um, Come into the room, Holy Spirit. Manifest your presence here. Give us the mind of Christ. Open our eyes up. Let us step into history here and step back and be observers in anything you want each of us to see, to experience. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew's going down, and he, he's listing. And when he gets down to uh, Joseph, chapter 1, verse 16, he mentions Joseph's father's name is Jacob. And he says he's the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah, the Savior. And he says in chapter 17... So the generations from Abraham to David are 14. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, when they took off everybody there, is another 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah are 14 generations. 14, 14, 14. What is that, 42? What do you hear in that? Nothing happens by chance. From our perspective, it looks like it's circumstantial sometimes. Um, from God's perspective, everything is on a time, timed-out event thing that's going on. But on another hand, there is this interaction when we, if we get in Scripture of just like we've talked before, like Moses talking with God. God says, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of all of them. I'm going to make a new people group out of you. And Moses starts this dialogue saying, no, Lord, you won't look good. You know, and, and the Lord changes right there. I think he really is change, changes at times. I don't think he's got this all laid out perfectly from the beginning to the end, but there's an interaction. But he knows everything. He knows what because he's in time and he's outside of time and so he time space is not an issue to him everything is at the uh, to the Lord everything is current I you know who do I say that you are tell him that I am that I am sent you you know he he is past present future there is you know time we live on timelines things are m moving along Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Now that word, uh, some of y'all, I know you, I hate talking to y'all because I know you already all know this. So how do you make it fresh? This is not an engagement. In Jewish ways of doing things, this is already to the neighbors, they are married, but 
they have not made it to the to the marriage bed and this is usually at least a year so there's a year where if you're talking about people you go oh yeah joseph he's married to mary now mary's staying with her people joseph's staying with his people if they've got any or they're or if they're the only one in their household they're set, they're not living together this but but they're seen in jewish culture as married Okay, so it's not an, it's more it's legally more than an engagement, but not been consummated. So there's they've not had a wedding night together. So that that's a big deal. And so before they come together, we find out that she's with child. Okay, so now. Where's some background? If we read all four of the Gospels, we get little pieces of this. We get stuff. If we go to Luke, we get a real good play on all this. The angel comes, talks to Mary, tells her she's going to have a baby. She says, uh, I haven't known a husband. You know, how can this be? He says, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. You're going to conceive, and the child's going to be of God. That's how it's going to be. And she says, well, let it be according, according to your word to me. The angel, Gabriel, leaves, and six months before, he's come to Zach and Elizabeth and told Zach that you're going to be a father, and though both of you are old, you're going to have a, a child. And so he kind of gets in a slight, small argument with an angel, and he ends up, he can't talk. He can write, but he can't talk. Okay? So six months, you know, now later, as the timeline's going on, uh, Elizabeth now in this in this time is she's six months along. Three more months and John's gonna be born. Three more months and Zach's gonna write down, well, what's his name? And he's gonna write John. And when he does, all of a sudden he can talk again. And he and he breaks out in this pro proclamation. And we sang the Magnificat a minute ago, which which is from just before John's thing, is that Mary has this breaks i mean mary and elizabeth are there okay so so as soon as the angel leaves mary packs up to go find elizabeth wouldn't you you know you had an angel says you're going to have a baby <laughs> you go find somebody family member that you know she knows elizabeth has had this encounter everybody knows has heard this story elizabeth zach can't talk She's six months pregnant, going to go see Elizabeth. She goes to see Elizabeth, and when she comes, as soon as Elizabeth sees Mary coming, now Mary is like, I don't know how long it took her to walk, to get there, but some little time period here, maybe it's a day, maybe it's more than a day, you know. As soon as she sees Mary, the baby, John, inside of his mom, gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and Elizabeth erupts in all of this. This starts taking place. Now, let's see if I can hold that and jump into our current time. In this country, we are watching growing day by day younger generations, and they're not just the latest one, generations of different ages. The enemy has successfully starting to tell them in not so much in words, but some as words. I've talked to people that have it with words. They don't believe God does any of this. They're not even sure. 
they, they have the obscure belief that some way, somehow, by accident, humanity formed on this earth and all this life did on this thin little place on this little blue marble out in the Milky Way galaxy and there's life here. They really think that just happens. I believe in the teleological argument, which Josh McDowell saw him do it in Auburn in 1970, which was a while ago, and a bunch of, you know, and, and Josh uses the, the illustration with college students. He says, if you go into a nursery and there's a bunch of uh, an alphabet in there, little, you know, little, you know, little wooden things with letters on it, and, there's, and, the, and letters are strode all around the room, you don't really think anything about it. You just go, oh, look, they got an alphabet toy set in here in this place. But if you walk into the room and you see it spelling out a sentence, Jesus is God, you'd go, wow, this is evidence of intelligent life in here. Someone, is, is, did, did all these letters just form and form these three words? Or did some life form put these letters in order and it spells something? Well, Josh does a very good job of saying that God is spelling out reality, that he is alive and well and a creator, and that you and I have a purpose. All of this has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. This is so hard not to get caught up in the Americanized Christmas story. This is beyond that. This is the very thing, this, just this story, just, we're just going to pull this one because it's, it's Christmas. But out of these 2,300 years from Moses writing until John writes at the end, 2,300 years, three different languages, four different continents, we have these 66 books that we've put together. And there is anointing. There's personality behind the books writing, and you can hear the personality of, the, of a God talking through different sources and different people. These are amazing things written down. And if I had the ability to do the language, I would say that your life is an amazing life. I don't suspect that y'all will go to Brazil and it just go and day in and day out normal and it'll all just be if it's all just normal, I'll be surprised. Just the fact that you're going, you've already been set up. You have already declared to the powers of the universe that you're going to Brazil. This is not to make you afraid, just saying you need to tell everybody that you know, would you pray for me? Would you pray for us? Y'all need spiritual support. You, you just drawn a line going, we're going to Brazil. In Jesus' name. You came to worship God today. Brooke sang some songs that are so much poetry that it's like, like you know, that's, that's a real prophetic, I mean, it's a, it's a poet. It's poetry we're singing. The wilderness stuff will bloom. I mean, it's, it's poetry. God talks through songs, through art, through all kinds of, you know, he talks through the universe.
Mary goes and sees Elizabeth, and she stays a few months. About three months, just about time for Elizabeth to be due. Now, I want to know what is going on back at home. Her husband, Joseph, they've not completed this, but they're betrothed. Her husband is back there. Did she have time to tell him before she left, or did she just go leave right then, throw some stuff together, and go to Elizabeth? I really I don't know. I, I don't know which one happened. One's just as possible as the other. Oh, by the way, I'm going to see Elizabeth because an uh, angel of God came and told me I'm going to have a baby. Probably not. She's probably kind of in a semi-shock. And, she, and, and gone to be with Elizabeth, and God has been hanging out with the two girls. One's going to have the Messiah, and the other one is going to have the prophet John. I suspect there are a number of days when they're having their Jewish coffee, whatever they're having, and it's a spiritual, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a wild place at moments with those two there. I don't think it's just, I don't think it's dull, probably. Can't prove it. Don't think it's dull. Verse 19, Joseph, her husband, which he would be seen this way, being a righteous man. Matthew's just not saying that. He's a guy that does the right thing. No matter what it might cost him, He's going to do the right thing. And not wanting to disgrace her. He's got a motivation. He loves Mary. At the same time, he's fully in his right to, like, not complete this and send her packing. And, you know. So, and he's thought about what to do. And it says at the end of 19, he planned... To send her away secretly. I love Mary. I think this is weird. What she's told me. It's obvious. Now. She's back. After three months. It's obvious she's going to have a baby. I, I don't want her to have a bad reputation in the community the rest of her life. I'm going to, why, why the baby's still so small and kind of keep this hidden with clothes and stuff. I'm going to send her to some relatives. I'm going to send her someplace. I'm going to send somebody to take care of her. He's a righteous, loving guy. He needs to be so honored. Joseph gets a lot of points for what Joseph is about to do. But, 20, but when he had considered this, and this is pretty much, he's kind of come to the conclusion, this is, I've worked this through, I've stayed up a few days maybe, I've worked this out, this is the best plan. I'll send her off secretly someplace to protect her. When he considered it, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream. This is first of five dreams we're going to run into here. Saying, Joseph, son of David, 
Look, he's calling on the lineage. Joseph is of the lineage of King David. He's in that line. He is the official husband of, of Mary, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, which is from Yahweh. It's kind of the abbreviated Yah means, you know, and then Yeshua, rescue or saves. It means God saves. That's the name. I want you to name the child God saves. God rescues. That's going to be his name. For he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Now this is Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, the virgin will be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep. And did as the angel commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until he gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. What a guy. He does it all right. He does everything in a good way. Goes public. They get married. Whatever that means in their community. Everybody knows that they have maybe they've speeded up because you didn't you know usually you stay uh, betrothed is a year but anyway he get, they get married chapter two now after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king the magi came magi came from the east arriving in jerusalem okay so in 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 Matthew's account, we're, we're missing some of this part about, you know, no room for them at the end and all this. And, and what is the story going? The story's going is that they decided they wanted to do a census, and everybody had to go to their uh, hometown. Joseph has to go to Bethlehem, and so takes Mary. And while they're there, baby Jesus is born. That's the backstory part of, the, of chapter 2 right there. So while they're there... We have these guys from the east, and they're not just your normal people. They're specialists. They, they specialize in studying astronomy, astrology, and probably some more arts that they're very familiar with. Um, kind of a mm, natural science, my, book, my Bible says, too. They, they kept up with stuff. They have seen a star show up that shouldn't be there. And they are tracking this, and they're tracking the movements uh, of the pattern, and it's not doing normal things. So to them and their knowledge and history of knowledge back from where they're from, they know that this means a king has been born. And we want to get in good with whoever this is. This is somebody's, I mean, this is not, I mean, there's a star that's set up with this. This says a lot. A star has appeared. It's not just a star on a Christmas tree. This is an 
astronomical thing is taking place. Are you with me? Something unusual. Don't, don't let our culture play it down. Don't make it some nice, cute, lit-up LED. I got one in our neighborhood. Somebody did a great job. They've got, they've got a 20-foot Christmas tree in their backyard. Lit Everybody in my neighborhood down the hill from me, they bought more LED I've ever seen. It looks really great. they got all kind of, like, hey, we lived through COVID or something or another. I mean, they've all got stuff. Just drive, go through the turn-in country club and drive that street through the bottom down there at night like wow wow y'all y'all wow nice stuff not the same but nice stuff and they come and they go to the king local king herod in jerusalem and they say verse two where is he who has been born king of the jews for we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Uh-oh, somebody's going to replace me. <laughs> Not good. Ain't going to be long in his mind. Verse 4, And gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes, the ones that know inside-out Jewish writing of the people, he inquires of them where the Messiah was to be born. <laughs> and they say to him, quoting from Micah 5.2, In Jerusalem of Judea, for this is what was written by the prophet, Micah. And you, Jerusalem, land of Judah, Judea, are by no means least among the leaders of Judea, but out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. My eyes are didn't drink enough fluid yesterday, so it's, I'm having blurry reading my... I made a bigger type font here. Okay, verse 7. And then Herod secretly... Isn't that interesting? There's secretly again. Joseph was secretly going to do something. So now Herod's going to do something secretly. He called the, the eastern guys and says to them, and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. <laughs> and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you found him, report to me so that I may come and worship him. Nice King Herod. Verse 9, And after hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. I'm sure they're taking measurements every night of, you know, angles, positions, going, this is the alignment, is here. Verse 10. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now, this is the place. We are close. I'm sure they asked around. They said, yeah, there's a couple staying down there. Um, they may have moved, but I don't know. You know, Just because he was born in a manger doesn't mean that they stayed in a manger. 
the matter, you know, that a lot of people come in from out of town because of the census. There's, they probably got someplace, but anyway, they, they, they find them, right? Verse 11, And coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. All three very worth, worth a lot. They didn't bring just ordinary stuff. They brought stuff that would have set the family up for a long time. This is a king. This is a king of the Jews. There's been a star in the, that has appeared. This is a big deal. These are, no, these are not just nobodies either. They're not just guys that have learned to do this on their own. Reading their world book encyclopedias? No. Verse 12, And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Well, gosh, here's another dream. This time... He's talking to the astrologers, astronomy slash astrologers, smart guys. Another dream. Now stop for a second. What does that say? That God talks to people by what? Dreams. Your people, your God's people, A equals B, A to B equals B to C, A equals C. If if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C, right? If you're God's people, then there's the potential tonight, or when you take a nap, maybe after lunch, that God talks to you. It's one of, just one of the ways, but he talks through stuff. Patsy and I have got a really good friend who lives down in Houston, and they come and stay with us every now and then. And whenever they stay at our house, the husband has dreams. He almost doesn't want to come to our house, but, you know, his wife's going to come because they're best friends, but he has dreams at our house. And he'll get up, and we'll go, how was last night? Oh, I had a dream. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes, has God talked to people down through with angels? To Joseph? If he has, Benjamin, we don't have record of it. Oh, my friend. Oh, Patsy, has he, do we know of him talking to him? We don't think so. Knowing him when he gets up, you know, after he's been asleep and I'm making coffee and he's unnerved, I can say, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and I go, I wonder if it's this. I wonder if it's the guest bedroom. I mean, I, I don't. It's not funny, but but he, yeah, things happen. Just trying to give you Benjamin a, an example that God talks to people. He may talk to you tonight. You know, Samuel, when he was a little boy, God called him by name two or three times one night. 
until, you know, he was living with the priests, and the priest says, hey, go back and ask him, say, tell him you're listening. And when God came again in a little while, he says, I'm listening. And then God started talking to Samuel for the first time about the future, what would take place. And Scripture says that none of Samuel's words that he heard from God fell to the ground. It means they, they were always right on after this little boy started, God started talking to him. We, it's a supernatural universe. It doesn't matter what our culture says. Our culture's wrong. The whole culture can turn 99% going, oh, God doesn't do that, or I don't believe there's a God. That's okay. He still does it. He does whatever he did over these 2,300 years. He's not stopped. He didn't stop with the apostles dying off. He didn't stop with the New Testament. He's, there are people down through history that he talks to and communicates in ways that they know it's not typical for, you know, Dreams are just one thing. So having, verse 12, so having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. And when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So now this is, uh, is this the second dream of Joseph? So we've got one, we've got, we're on the third dream in this little section. Joseph has been talked to one time saying, it's okay, you can marry, marry the child is by the Holy Spirit. The uh, Magi have had, they've had a dream telling them, mm, yeah, go another way. Don't go back to Jerusalem. And they do. And now as soon as they leave, Joseph goes to bed. I'm assuming it's they left sometime in the daylight hours probably, normal for them because, you know, they're leaving. Joseph goes to bed and a dream starts. And God says all this to him. Verse 14, so Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. This was not just like, yeah, honey, I had this strange dream. I don't know what it means. Uh, this was, <laughs> this was, <laughs> he's going to try to kill y'all. And so best time to leave is when nobody's looking. Besides that, I think it's more like, we got, I, sorry, I, I hate to wake you up in the baby, but we got to go. We got to go right this minute, right now. We're going to Egypt right now. I don't know what Mary said, but it didn't matter. Jo we're, we're leaving. Verse 15, he remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet Hosea. Out of Egypt, I have called my son. That's Hosea 11.1. 1. Matthew is laying a foundation, a gospel, the good news about this Jesus. 
who is Messiah. He's building the case of it with scripture of the story to pieces that have been given down through the years. Verse 16, And when Herod saw that he'd been tricked by the Magi, he, began, he became very enraged, and he sent and he slew all the male children who were in, Jerusalem, in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. And then what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children. Rachel's from this area. This is her heritage. You know. She refuses to be comforted because they were no more. May we follow God, each of us, people in this country, people in other countries. Our friend Jan, um, Jan, uh, we route funds for the orphanage in Lahore, Pakistan. Uh, Jan has a, an account that sets up that goes through. They quit routing money that I was sending, and so I sent it to my friend, and then she. So we, so y'all gave two hundred dollars to the orphans in Lahore. We have been doing this for a while. Some of the kids have grown up. They've gotten married. Other kids have come. Things are hard in Pakistan. This. Inflation that's going on is going on around the world. So it affects the orphans. Our other friend who they had a coup in his home country, um, military coup, things got really tight. He was able to get his family out. His family is now in the United States, and uh, things, I think there's five of them, they're living in two rooms, and I forgot what city it's in, but they're here. That's just another story. I can say a bunch of things about our culture, but there's no point. Let's stay on task here. Verse 19, but when Herod died... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. So this is Joseph's third dream. And said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the, king, the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. And when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judah in place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. And then after being warned by God in a dream, this is the fifth dream in, in this, these chapters, he, he left for the regions of Galilee. 
he's gone. If you look at the map, he goes north. Um, Jerusalem is, is down and kind of across from the Dead Sea, and so he went up to places that you've been, Liz, right? So up around Nazareth is around the Sea of Galilee area, and that'll be his hangout with his disciples. Kind of headquarters will turn out that way up there. So they came and lived in, in, in Nazareth, and this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. So, Lord, since we're, we're Christians, we follow you. Your Holy Spirit is with us and in us and around us. We ask that you communicate with us your will for each of us to do the things you want us to do. And you know how to talk to each of us in a way that we will know it's you. Whether you're just talking in our ear, walking down the street, it's doing a dream. It's a prophetic word from that somebody walks up and says, and they read our mail, they, they say stuff that they could not possibly have known. Or we're reading scripture and a line, a part of a sentence lights up if, as if it almost was all just lit and Bible was plugged in. However you want to do it. Give us all the energy, the bravery, everything that we need to follow you. And it's like the disciples at the end walking. One of them going ahead and walking with Jesus and says, well, what about him? What about that one? And Jesus says to the disciple, don't worry about him. You follow me. That may we all live there. And any time we get off of that, would you put us right back in the center stripe or the middle of the road of our life? That we only have so many hours and days and before we're in your presence and we want to do everything according to your will that you called us to do. We thank you for this Advent season. We thank you for us getting to be together. In Jesus' name.